Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today is Dom Knight. Yes, I am. Certainly I'm back back in our hometown of Sydney. Charles, you're still in Adelaide. Why on earth? What can possibly be holding you in Adelaide for all these weeks? I saw the best show I think I've ever seen anywhere in the world. I'm 47 years old. It has been 47 years before I actually realised just what live performance can be, Dom. Is this so, is that, this working into some bullshit plug for your own show? No, 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 no. This is Oh god. Uh, okay, now so, I'm interested. So I've been at the Adelaide Fringe and you know, seen a few sort of like oh yeah, another stand up. Oh yeah, you know. And actually some really bad shows. Especially it's always the no, I, I love South Australia, love Adelaide as we made very clear last week in the podcast. Mm. Um but it is true that if you're wanting to see a terrible act, some of the local acts that sort of turn up at the Yellow Fringe. Oh, oh, bless it. There's some acts that, yeah. and I say this, you know, <laughs> some without much love forming yeah. chops, um, are there some acts that don't make it out of South Australia? Is yes, right? exactly. Oh, but this is not one of them. This was from Italy, right? It, it was, uh, it's called, I, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but... Spatterbing. Spatterbing. Wow. Spatterbing. Yeah. And it was, or the, like the other, the Australian, the English language title to the show is The Art of Hitting Yourself. The Art right? of Hitting okay. Yourself. Okay. Yeah. So it's written and performed by this guy called Anselmo Luisi. I don't know where to start. I mean, you know how on TikTok, you know, the whole face slapping thing is like the latest yes. crazy yes. sport. Yes, I mean, the... the, the, the yes. Power Slap League, apparently, yes. at Las Vegas is um is huge. And it's great because, I don't know, I, I learned about this sport probably a couple of months ago when, when Hartley, my, my son, showed me all these TikToks of people just slapping themselves. It, it's, it's horrible. It's just horrible, right? But it's now turned into a proper competitive league. And then doctors came out the other day. There was this announcement saying that, it's not really a sport. All it is is giving you brain damage. It's just a way of getting brain damage. But, I mean, Charles, my, my argument about that is that anything looks good in slow motion, right? I mean, the slap, I've watched it. The slaps do look, the way that the cheeks move sideways with the sheer blunt force of the, the trauma-causing thing. If you could somehow visualise the, the brain cells dying in real time, that would also, mm. you know, in slow-mo, that would also be very impressive. But I reckon you could just spag on a a table, you could do a poo in slow-mo and it would look impressive. It's to do with the super slow-mo. It's got nothing to do with the slapping. Yeah. So why not find a way yes. that that, um, that doesn't cause, cause brain damage? Although that said, Charles, I do want to see the look on the face of everyone who's in the power slap league yes. in slow-mo in 20 years when the neurologist tells them <laughs> that it's game over. I want to see the, 
the hope go out of their eyes. Well, that will be super slow mo because they'll have to think about it a bit to process what they've done. <laughs> that's told. right. <laughs> yeah, just f- film it in real time, and it'll slowly sink in. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. <laughs> I hope they're getting paid well. Now, the mm. this show that I saw in Adelaide is what this face slapping league should be, right? Oh, okay. It's called the art of the hitting yourself. And what it was, so I walked in, and I was a little bit worried because they said, oh. It starts at eight forty, right? And there was no, there was an usher. Mm. Well, there's a couple of ushers. There was a, the box office person who's selling the tickets, but there was nobody else, <laughs> <laughs> not a single other person. And I went, so hang on, it, it, and it was like eight thirty nine. It was like, mm. so do do I walk in? Like, does the show start at eight forty? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I walk in. Worried that I'm going to be the only person in the audience. Luckily, this guy in thongs who I think might have, you know, been lacking in, you know, a home, rocked up at the same time and and also came in. So there were two people, <laughs> two people in the audience. Quite a large venue. Like it would have fit maybe 200 people, 250 people. Sort of this old converted church, right? Goodness me. Just like at the Adelaide Town Hall, basically, at the back of the Adelaide Town Hall. And we're going, this is... And then the ushers say... Because you're going, fuck, like, this is pretty intense, right? Like, if you're at a show and <laughs> you're the only person in the audience... It, like, that's a... That's a, that's quite... It's like it's like going on a first date and then suddenly being yeah. married to the person, right? Like it's, that's really, yeah. that's really, really intense, being in a very, very small audience, particularly if there's a lot of people on the stage. If there's more people on the stage than in the audience, that's uniquely <laughs> awkward. But no, well, no, this is a one-man show. So, but so, but okay. the ushers said you've got to sit in the front row, right? Like, which is really, there's nothing between you and this performance, anyway. And the disappointment of the performer. <laughs> so, and then this guy walks out on stage, and um, and he just sprinkles talcum powder um, all over his body and and on the on the um, stage okay. and everything like that. And you go, this is a bit weird. And then he just starts sort of hitting different parts of his body. And it, it turns out he's a classically trained percussionist, right? Oh. And and what you quickly realise is that actually every part of your own body makes a diff- has a different resonance, makes a different sound. And that by slowly combining all the different beats, especially if you're a fucking trained percussionist, you can make the most extraordinary music, right? So, like, within... Within five minutes, both me and the one other person in the uh, in the venue is just absolutely captivated. Like this is just, like, and you're just going, "Fuck, this should be like this should be in Vegas, playing to ten thousand people, not in a fucking shitty little church in Adelaide." And um, anyway, so so then, luckily, um, three other people. About halfway through, about maybe 10, 15 minutes into the show, walk in, like walk in and um and sit down, like they're just late to the show, right? And I don't quite realise it at the time, but it's the Umbilical Brothers. Oh, right? so <laughs> like Doug Bain was sitting next to me. He 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 got his uh, he started his career on a little show called CNNNN. Yes. Yes, um, an amazing kind of visual effects guy, yeah. He now works with the Umbilical Brothers. Anyway, so the point is, what happens is, this show goes on, it's fucking incredible. Like, it's, like, and he just, and it, 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 he builds it up, right? So he then starts pulling people from the audience. Like So Doug gets up on the stage 
and starts hitting Doug, you know, on the hands and then on the face and on the head and stuff like that and making noises out of him, right? <laughs> and then he goes, oh, we need to tune the the drum. We need somebody else. So I get up there, right? And then it's clearly a three-person audience participation thing. Mm. So he asks for another thing and I'm just going, thank God, other people walked in, yeah. you know, because there wouldn't have been enough people in the audience for the audience participation moment. So then Dave Collins from the Umbies gets up and the guy says to the guy, to David Collins, who's like, David Collins would have to be one of the best absolutely, physical performers in the world, but also... It's the know, perfect like person. Percussive mm. performers. Like, he, they use their voice um, absolutely incredibly to sort of create sound effects during their shows. So and he goes, Oh, so what do you do, David? And he goes, This <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. And so it was this magical moment where um, where the leading Italian version of the Umbilical Brothers, who's very, I mean, it's all very highbrow. It's not like, it's not like Umbilical Brothers, which is easily accessible. It's all very, like, conceptual and, and weird and everything like that. Is, is playing a tune... And and Dave is brilliant. Like has to sort of play along and and mimic what the guy's doing, and sort of doing it as well as the guy on stage. It was just the most fucking incredible show. Like I can't tell you. Like it was, it was just mind blowingly good. And you just go completely unique to that moment. There is no like that. That show will never exist again. You can't capture that on screen. It, you can only get that sort of experience by turning up in person and and being part of this shitty little crowd in front of this fucking amazing talented artist so the, so the thing to do apparently is to go and see a radically unpopular show that the only time this yes. has ever happened is actually incredible mm. how there's word of mouth generally presumably Adelaide doesn't have social media yet but usually if there's an amazing show people find out and fill it up so yes. what you're telling us is we should go and see a show with nobody in the audience in the hope that yes. halfway through some of the greatest live performers in the world turn up and help. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an experience we, I'm going to be able to replicate, Charles. I, like, you know, go to a poetry but, uh, slam no. and suddenly Lin-Manuel Miranda walks into the room and starts dropping rhymes. And like, like, great, if you're there... Like, are you just trying to make us feel jealous? No, no, no. Is I'm that the point of this that, story? That there's always, in any performance, that you don't have to have the best performer in the world. Like, there's something about life yes. that sort of gives this frisson of of possibility about what's going to happen. Like, And you, you can only get that by just going along and, and making sure. And look, I think, I mean, he's been playing for weeks now, yeah. this, this Italian So guy, word of mouth has and, failed to materialise. Word of mouth has failed. But I think that that's because um, if, if you look at his marketing material, it, it, the, the sort of strap line, and the thing that actually made me want to go along was 
be ready to get your face slapped. <laughs> and it is true. Like, yeah, a year after Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that, like, I tried to convince James Schleffel, who I do my show with, to come along because it was, it was after our show. And, and he looked at the write-up and said, but I don't want to get a headache, and instead went to the Soweto Gospel Choir in front of thousands of people. Whereas you, being um, racist, wanted to see the white but guy. you know, like... <laughs> um, it's true yeah. that the, 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 um, yeah. the title of the show, I'm just looking at it here now on the Adelaide Fringe website, Sputter Bang or the Art of Hitting Yourself. It doesn't bode well. Yeah. Oh, look, I, but I it think doesn't that, bode well I think, at all. I think it probably got enormously good word of mouth, right? But then people would look up the materials and go, oh, well, hang on, I don't want my face slapped, and then just would leave it. But also, you know, Charles, it, can I quote, a hilarious journey through music and theatre which will make you discover unexpected sound landscapes blend, blending mime, body percussion and singing. Yes. That, to me, sounds excruciating based on the description. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lost in translation, unfortunately. Oh, it sounds like yes, it sounds like yeah. terrible student theatre, and clearly it's amazing. I mean, I, I want to see this now, yeah. right? Oh, um, you is would it have, on elsewhere? You would, can we still see? You it? would have loved the one. There was a whole song that he did, or sort of like piece that he did, that was based on uh, an allergic coughing fit. Oh wow! So it was all the all the different sounds that Dom you you make when you, when you you've got out you've got hay fever or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so, <coughs> <coughs> But, Gosh, imagine Craig. Imagine yeah, Craig who constantly coughs but, but, going to see that. Uh, like, you know, like, uh, uh, like he sort of doled it out like it was a percussion piece and it sort of it built to this incredible sort of cascade of quite rhythmic, you know, music really. Um, but the interesting thing is that psychologically hearing someone do that makes you want to cough yourself. Oh, of course and, it does. So you've got to kick off and And literally. he would... He would um, like every time somebody in the audience, in the five people by this stage audience, I'm coughing now, would cough, he would sort of nod at them and sort of give them permission to cough. So by the end, there was sort of this sort of, you know, syncopation from the audience of people just sort of coughing, you know, you know, as part of the performance. It was sort of, it was just fucking. I mean, yeah, look, it's not, you know. Seinfeld or Friends or uh, what? Well, actually, I need a more up to date sort of thing. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you do two, two and a half men. Oh, no, wait a minute. What's it, what's the show that's on now? Though it's not. It's not Ted Lasso. Okay, right. It's not a reliable half hour of schmaltzy shit. But you know, you do get your face slapped. So there's that. I mean, so Charles, you're saying that if I had come to this performance with yes. you. I could have slapped you in the face. Basically. No, 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 no. Oh, see, that's, you, that's you, the you, thing you, they need. You slap yourself in the face and he comes around oh, and helps you okay. slap yourself in the face. Like, it's like, not quite as attractive to me. As well. but no, it's so, very so, all right. So yeah. the Chaser Report's brief is to keep you up to speed with the news and what's happening in the world. We spent this entire episode yeah. talking about a unique, never-to-be-repeated theatrical experience <laughs> on in Adelaide for, let's see how much longer it's on. Oh no! Oh, it, it by the time yesterday. you hear this, it's, it will have. Yeah. It's finished. Okay. So, which not yeah. only is that one a thing with the Umbilical Brothers not to be repeated, the show is finished. Great, Charles. Thank you for delivering so comprehensively on the brief of the show. If you're still here, I, I must say, Charles, uh, he delivered the story with great passion, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. Even though at times I was thinking this is like one of those dinner parties where 
someone bores your head off about an experience that clearly meant a lot to them that you can't possibly share in. Um, nevertheless, that was that well, was very entertaining. Charles. It, it was the in the event the, that he's playing anywhere else, I go see him. It was the podcast equivalent of hitting <laughs> yes, yourself in the. So fight. the guy's called Anselmo Luisi. Yep. <clears throat> and you can, and if, you, if he does any more gigs, well, you can see him over in Italy. Um, <laughs> Perfect. In, okay. In late March, but presumably so. you can at least check this out on YouTube somewhere and um, and see that it's it's very good. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I don't agree. know whether he's made it big enough. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> no, it's filmed it. I do YouTube. agree though that um, uh, that sort of live experience is is <clears throat> is wonderful, and that's why you should go and support comedy festivals and so, things like that. <clears throat> Just briefly, the greatest thing I ever saw, I think, the most fun thing I ever did was, have you ever seen one of those 24-hour comedy shows that Mark Watson does? Oh. It's an idea we, uh, should, we should steal. Yeah, He's fantastic. That's a great idea. So what he idea. does is he, he yeah. basically gets into a room at a comedy festival. He has a team of people around him, like people displaying things on, on screens and so on, and he had video chat set up before Zoom was really a thing. This is 10 years ago maybe 20 years ago, mm. basically he and the audience devised projects that emerged naturally during the course of the 24 hours. So he sent two of the members of the audience on a date and then oh, three hours wow. later they came back and reported on the date, which happened in real time. And at one point he had Casey Bonetto, the guy who, um, and Tim Minchin was around as well, and they composed songs live. Somehow the entire show devolved into a campaign to try and get John So, the then Lord Mayor of Melbourne, to come down to the show by the end of the show, like by the, the midday on the second day. And we didn't get him down there. But what we did do was learn a four-part harmony song, which we recorded on his voicemail, which we all learned, which was composed in real time. So if you ever see a show like that again, or see us completely stealing the idea of doing a 24-hour show, uh, it was incredibly fun. And yeah, that can only happen in a room. Mm. It is, it's absolutely, I don't have a funny point to mm. make. It's just magic. I, look, I, I've got a good idea. What's that? Um, that's twice as good as the, a 24-hour show. What's that? A 48-hour show. I think he might have done one. <laughs> no, but we should do. <laughs> we should totally steal the idea. Just call it a 47-hour show or something. Make it a prime number. Yeah. A 20, I don't know if he's ever done a 24-hour live podcast, though. Oh, let's do that. That'll be incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, and very tiring. <laughs> and I mean, people can um, join in from around the world. Via the live stream and probably won't. Our gear is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. See ya. For less than 24 hours. Thank God. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Mott. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with 
both as twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero or the villain? On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. A little something, something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too. (laughs) We're professional unprofessionals, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. ACAST recommends. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.